This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Well, yesterday was the big day. Electors across the nation from the Electoral College selected Donald Trump to be the 45th president of the United States. And we have one of the folks that was there and made it possible. His name is Ethan Manning, who represented us here in Indiana. One of 11 people across the whole state that got to do that. Ethan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Rob. Thanks for having me on today, and I congratulate you on the success of your show. We, we love Ethan already. We already loved Ethan, but he's <laughs> we love him even more. He's great. You know, you see, you know, the fastest way to my heart is to say nice things of to course. me. That's all it takes. Can't go wrong with flattery. Um, so, okay, one of 11 people. Yes, in You're the whole state. 11, how did this happen? Well, Who do I need to know? 
Well, we uh, selected back in the spring from the Congressional Republican District Committees. So uh, the second congressional district, which I was representing uh, at the ceremony, is made up of 10 counties, a 10-county chairman, and I'm part of that and was fortunate to be selected uh, from my peers to be the elector this year. Okay, so we have 11 people because we have 11 congressional districts. Correct. Right, so each well, one is... nine congressional nine. districts and then two senators. Correct. So the, yeah, equal to the correct. Yes, yes, yes. So nine congressional districts, two senators, that's 11. And uh, what about this? made you want to to do this i mean it's a lot of work we'll get into all the grief and drama that you uh had to uh go through what made you want to do this well it's just something that's a very unique experience you know at the ceremony they said that only 623 hoosiers had been an elector in the history of our state so to to be part of that small group especially in a year as historic as this one uh just really made me want to be part of this process. Okay, so take us through who you are, because you are one of the youngest elected, if not the youngest elected now, officials in the state of Indiana. Sure. uh, I'm the Miami County Republican chairman, have been doing that uh, almost four years now, and then two years ago I was elected to the Miami County Council. I'll be county council president starting here in January. Uh, My day job is a real estate broker and an auctioneer, and I also uh, work on my family's farm uh, that we've had for a number of years there. Um, So it's part of the process that I'm involved in uh, day to day. Now, I first met you a couple years ago at a Miami County uh, event Mm -hmm. of some sort. I think it was a Lincoln Day dinner or something, right? Mm -hmm. One of the best in the state. Everyone should be there. Fabulous. This is where I first found out Kelly Mitchell was in the circus. Uh, Her family was in the circus. I mean, Kelly Kelly Mitchell was not in the circus. Her family owned (laughs) uh, circuses. And uh, you were like 20 or 21 Mm -hmm. or something at the time. And I said this guy, you're running this meeting, and people are listening to you, and they're doing what you said. And I said, this guy's going to be president someday. Oh. I need to be nice to him. Maybe I can get a job in the gift shop or something. <laughs> but uh, you've really uh, ascended very quickly. And, and tell us some of the things that, that you're doing in Miami, County, because you are really trying to progress that county and, and put them on a fast track and get some good changes done. Yeah. Well, we're trying to do uh, what a lot of smaller rural counties uh, like ours are doing all across the state and and similar counties across the nation is focusing on job creation, on economic development, especially on quality of place. You know, as an example, we've uh, had our YMCA raise several million dollars already on their way to building a brand new Y. Absolutely. They need 12 million. Um, So we've been fortunate to do uh, some of that uh, from the county funds, Uh, but working on that quality of place and then just making sure that we have opportunities uh, for good housing housing for uh, good jobs for people so we want young people to stay in the county um, so it's not not dissimilar to what a lot of counties are doing but we're trying our very best to to do it right in Miami County now the reason I mentioned Kelly Mitchell's family being a part of the circus is that's where Miami County is where the circus is yes we had a lot of circuses have their winter headquarters uh, in Peru it's a, a big big part of our history and the Peru amateur circus happens every summer and those are kids from uh, 8 to 21 years of age who have to be Miami County residents to be in this circus, so it's really, truly a community event, and the circus parade that we have uh, in July each year is the only remaining circus parade in the nation. Again, our guest is Ethan Manning. He's a part of the Miami County Council. He was selected to be an elector for Donald Trump at the Electoral College, which just took place uh, on Monday. You were on Fox News. I told you this. You, you guys were on I Fox News. I didn't know news. until huge, you told me. Huge deal. Indiana on Fox News. Connie Lawson there yeah. uh, presiding over everything. Okay, so take us through. Somebody might be hearing this going, 
I've heard about the Electoral College. I've heard there's some controversy about the Electoral College. What is the Electoral College? What were you a part of? Sure. Well, in most years, in most presidential election years, it's really a formality. It's an afterthought. People don't uh, even think about the Electoral College. Um, but this year was a little different, uh, as, as we'll talk about. But the Electoral College is 538 people uh, selected by their respective political parties across the nation. And in order to be uh, become president, you have to win at least 270 of those, which would be a majority. And so uh, Republicans select 11 electors in Indiana, Democrats, Libertarians, the Green Party, and several other uh, smaller parties do the same thing. And then whichever um, slate of electors is victorious is the one that gets to participate in the vote in December. Okay, so that's a good point. So uh, obviously Trump wins Indiana, so Mm -hmm. the Republicans who's voting... For Trumpster, right? Is that do I understand that correctly? Yes, Clinton absolutely. had won so the Democrats. When picked. you voted for Donald Trump on November eighth, and when a million some uh, Hoosiers did across the state, they weren't actually voting for Donald Trump and Mike Pence. They were voting for the slate of Republican electors who would then, uh, yesterday at the ceremony, vote for uh, Trump and Pence for uh, president. So we were voting president. for you. That's right. It should have said Trump. In, Manning. in a way, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's say like. Um, in uh, let's say New York, that's a Clinton state. Mm-hmm. Those are Democrat people that voted for Clinton yes, today. Okay, correct. All right. So uh, at what point? Because th- as you said, this is normally a formality. It's normally an honor that people get to do this. Not not thought about. Uh, at what point did you start to get an inkling? Because you said it was earlier in the the spring, right? Spring summer that they picked you to to do this is that right right this the electors are selected in advance uh, and those are uh, sent to the secretary of state's office also to congress um, but you know i really started getting the feeling this is going to be a little different year for the electors and that really started about thursday or friday after election day <laughs> so so you were like hey this is a great honor because like so take us through trumpster wins on a tuesday there's euphoria you're a great republican you're right. very excited because obviously you're close with the governor too i know he thinks yes. very highly of you yeah. you're very excited and then all of a sudden like you start getting letters mail what's going on it starts with just a trickle of emails so okay. thursday or friday after the election you know there's Three or four emails showing up in my inbox, people asking me not to vote for Donald Trump or to abstain or vote for Hillary Clinton. Are they being polite? Most are polite. Okay. Yes. And then by no, no, that— wait, no, no, let me ask you this because I don't mean to cut you, but this is fascinating to me yeah. because we'll get into what this ascended to for you. Uh, are, are these, like, people signing their names to these emails? Are these form letters? These are mostly form letters. Okay. Uh, you can tell that, that it was an organized effort to contact electors and try to get them to right. not vote for Donald Trump. Right. So most of them start out with, hello, my name is blank. I'm from blank city okay. and blank state. Right. So you know who they're coming from. Right, exactly. Okay. Uh, did you try to – were you reading these emails in the beginning? I did, actually. <laughs> you know, I thought it was pretty interesting. You know, you're not used to uh, getting a lot of communication. You know, as a county council member, I very rarely hear from constituents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you wish you would hear more. Truthfully, right. you want more communication from the public. So I was, I was excited at first to, <laughs> to be getting some communication because, you know, people are interested in the process. Now, take us through, uh, were you responding to these emails, or were you like, oh, that's very nice, uh, blah, blah, blah? No, I didn't respond to you any of them. You did not respond to any of the emails. Um, you know, even at the beginning, when there were five or six a day, I just don't have time to sure. to respond to uh, all these emails. 
Especially when I knew what I was going to do right. uh, as an elector anyway. So there was never any doubt in your mind? You were not, what do they call that, a conscientious objector or whatever they call that? No, no doubt. When, you know, when Donald Trump wins 57% of the vote in Indiana, in Miami County, uh, of course, where I'm county chairman, he won 73% of the vote. So there was no question at all what, what I had to do. It would have been a bad move for you as a politician. That's what you're telling me, right, if you'd voted against the Trumpster. Well, I was just doing my duty, doing, right. what, doing what my voters were telling me clearly what they wanted me to do. Okay, so... Uh, at some point it starts spiraling though, right? Like it gets more aggressive. Yeah, so by that weekend, in one day I received 2,300 emails. <laughs> and so, from, so, <laughs> so this is from Thursday to the weekend. Yes, so it, it escalated very quickly, as, as Ron Burgundy might say, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. By the time I got 2,300 emails in one day, I thought, okay, I need to set up some filters on my email so I'm not dealing with this you know, avalanche uh, in my inbox. Right. Okay. Uh, and how did you do that? Because you're a very smart young man. I'm sure you had some sort of strategy for this, right? Sure. I took the keywords that they were using in most of their subject lines and just diverted those straight to my trash folder. So, you know, out of the 80-some thousand emails that I've gotten in total in the last six weeks, I'm going to say that you know 90% of them wound up straight in trash, but that's still quite a few uh, to deal with in my inbox every day because you can't catch them all on the filters. Right, so you just mentioned 80,000. There was an article, this caught my eye because obviously I've known you for a long time, but this article in the Kokomo Tribune ran, and at that time you had received 76,000 emails? Yes, that was earlier uh, earlier last week. And you're telling me your total now is roughly 80,000? A little over 80,000 emails. Okay. Uh, do these emails have titles to them? Do people title the emails? They do. You know, a lot of them came from one particular website that was one of the, uh, the largest okay. organized efforts. So they would have a, a subject line of, I'd like to voice my concerns. Um, but then you had some more interesting ones. You know, I would read the ones uh, even later in the process that had really interesting <laughs> subject lines. Uh, one of them talked about a very lengthy Star Wars analogy. Uh, and then they signed off with May the Force Be With You and their name. So that one I did read. That was an entertaining one. Okay, so help the average person understand what these people were objecting to. Like, I didn't like Clinton, but I, I, didn't, I didn't really care for Obama either. But I accepted the fact that he won the election, and part of the job of the Electoral College is to represent the will of the constituency, and that in 2008, Indiana was going to vote for Barack Obama. Like, mm -hmm. what are these people telling you? Sure, it started out as mostly you know, talking about what they objected to about Donald Trump, his comments, his mm. uh, his words, his actions. And then as it has gone on, they were largely talking about uh, Russia, uh, which the Democrats are, are talking about now right. a, a lot is the Russian hacking. So it was just objecting to, to Donald Trump being president in general. Okay, so they didn't have anything like he violated the Constitution or uh, these are the grounds that he shouldn't be president based on our laws of our land. Mm. It was... You should defy—help me if I'm wrong here, because I'm trying to paraphrase this. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to capture 76,000 emails, the consensus of this, into a couple sentences. You should defy the will of the constituency and the millions of people that voted because we don't like him. It was all of the above. So they, they threw everything but the kitchen sink at Trump in these emails. Um, they talked about the Constitution. A lot of people referenced the uh, Federalist Papers. Oh, okay. Um, you know, a lot of these things, they were just talking about trying to— come up with anything they could to make electors think twice about voting for Donald Trump. Okay, so how did they get your email? Well, I mean, you're a popular guy, but you're not like, you're not uh, out there on Facebook saying, email me here, right? Well, as, as a county chairman and councilman and being in the real estate business, I've always wanted to make myself accessible. Okay. So my information is out there on the internet. You don't have to look too hard. So 
in some ways, it's my own fault for making my information available, but I want to be accessible. But people did work to find this, right? Somebody had to track down, here's how we get to Ethan Manning, here's the email address, blah, blah, blah. Right. So some of these organized efforts, um, clearly they went through and found whatever contact information they could on all of the electors, uh, particularly in 18 states like Indiana, where electors are not bound by law right. to cast their vote for the popular vote winner. So they went through and, and found those contact uh, information, aggregated it, and then there was one website you just had to press one button, type your message, and it would send an email ah. to, to all the electors that they had found emails for, so it made it very easy for uh, tens of thousands of people to okay, do that. Okay, so that was interesting. What I was going to be our next question is, like, maybe you got a shot at this in a swing state, like Colorado went for Clinton, but mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying. You're not swaying anybody in Indiana, right? I right. mean, that's political suicide. Especially with our own governor as the uh, as the new <laughs> right. vice president. Right, so I was wondering why people would waste their time, but you're telling me there was some sort of auto thing that would allow them to do this. Yes, there yeah. was. And I, I should say, most of these emails, you know, in that first line, they're t saying their name, where they're from. So I would see those as I was deleting them. <laughs> and these are a lot from New York, uh -huh. California, yep. Washington, Oregon, states that already voted for Hillary Clinton. So those voters had their voice heard, their Democrat electors were casting their votes yeah. uh, for Hillary Clinton, but now they were trying to flip uh, electors in Republican states. You know, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, again, our guest is Ethan Manning. He just cast his vote for Donald Trump in the Electoral College. Gosh, that sounds so cool. I mean, I've met and interviewed the Trumpster, and I'm yes. envious of you. You got to vote in the Electoral <laughs> College. It's great. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so uh, let's take take the people through what this whole experience was like because mm -hmm. we saw the the brief video clips on fox news and things of that nature but take us through what the day was like for you very very neat uh, experience overall we started the day out at uh, indiana republican party headquarters where we received a briefing on the process and what we would uh, go through yesterday uh, then we took a bus uh, we were escorted by the state police there were some police uh, escort yes That's there great. were there were some security concerns so they just wanted as a precaution uh, to have us escorted by the uh, state police so we're very thankful for that uh, went through security at the state house just as uh, any member of the public would and then we were led into the house chamber um, where secretary of state connie lawson led the ceremony for the uh casting of the electoral votes and um so then i was asking this for one on the air do you raise your hand do you say all those in favor say aye what do you do how do you formally vote for the trumpster mm -hmm. they took a roll call of all the electors and then also the alternate electors fortunately all uh, 11 republican electors were there no and one overslept because you know if there <laughs> were to be an elector who were not there you have to by law wait an hour in order to fill the vacancy ah, with the alternate okay. so fortunately we didn't have to do that uh, waiting around there how many alarms did you set today like nine <laughs> because there's been some inclement weather and you're coming from miami county yeah. So. Well, actually, I stayed overnight in Indianapolis well, last night. Double yes, for just had had to make sure I was going to be there. Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't have wanted to miss that. Uh, but so we took a roll call of the electors, and then we were sworn in by uh, Justice of the Indiana Supreme Court, Mark Massa. Uh, took an oath uh, of office there as well as the alternate electors and then signed a paper to that effect. And then we were each given one certificate for the presidential ballot, one for the vice presidential ballot. We wrote down Donald J. Trump, you know, hand wrote that. You had to write that each yes, time. Yes, okay. we did. And then uh, signed our name, printed our name, did the same thing for the vice presidential ballot. The election division staff counted the ballots and Secretary Lawson announced the results. Okay, and it was 11 to zip. It was. Okay. Unanimous. That's uh, that's a clean sweep in Indiana for the Trumpster, and that's I think right. he ultimately did uh, did prevail across the, 
the nation. Um, what was the reaction from the audience like? Were there any hecklers there? There were some protesters outside the chamber, but none inside. It was a ticketed event. Um, so, you know, it really gave you goosebumps when Secretary said, you know, uh, Indiana cast its 11 electoral votes for Donald J. Trump for president and Michael R. Pence for vice president. The, everyone in the chamber just burst out in applause. Really, really neat moment. Okay. Now, you're, you're the young, I'm going to assume you're the youngest guy there. I was, yeah. yes. Youngest elector. That's probably an immense honor to realize someone of your age 25 is that right that's right to that you're casting a vote for president it was it was very very amazing just a, a neat experience it was actually a little extra special for me because i was able to sit in uh, seat number two there in the house chamber which is occupied by my state representative bill friend yeah who's also from macy so uh to sit in his seat when he's the speaker pro tem of the house and then to be uh, an elector at age 25 Casting a ballot in a year like this one uh, was was just amazing experience. Again, our guest is Ethan Manning. Just cast his vote in the Electoral College for Donald uh, Donald Trump. Um, were you ever nervous? Were you ever worried? Did you ever were you ever taking any of these emails? Like, there's some weirdos out there. Well, there's always you know strange people out there that that'll say anything. But no, I was not worried. I I didn't personally, at least that I know of, receive any threatening emails or really any that were overly aggressive. There were some interesting ones and some funny ones, um, but I never was was worried. Now you're great because you're very dignified. You're a great guy. I love the chaos. I would have had so much fun with these people. <laughs> you were just was it at any point did you want to like take some of these emails and put them up on the internet? On the well, no, some of them you can find on the internet. That one website allowed people to post publicly, so you oh, okay. can see tens of thousands of them online um, that went out to electors. But you know, a few you wanted to respond to, and when I did receive phone <laughs> calls um, from people again, because my my phone number is available. Oh, you got phone calls too. I did. Okay. I had you know about eighty thousand emails, five or six hundred letters to my house and mm -hmm. to my office, um, a bunch of tweets, and then some phone calls. So, so, you, so you, the, I was going to ask you the phone calls. That's got to be were those robos or were those uh, they were they were live, okay. so live people there calling from across the country. Did you engage them in conversation? Mostly, I would have had so much fun that we could have done weeks <laughs> of radio with this. You could, yeah, you could fill a lot of airspace uh, with those folks. But uh, no, I just told him Donald Trump won fifty seven percent of the vote in Indiana. It would be entirely inappropriate for me to do anything other than cast my electoral vote for him. Uh, were they? kind to that did they say thank you very much they were some okay. of them some of them just said okay thank you and, and ended the call some of them <laughs> wanted to try and push and persuade uh, a little more of course it didn't work but you know you you have to respect the effort okay so help me understand uh the average person that wants to do this like i get again I'm trying to rationalize an ir irrational person i think i think is that right is that what That's, i'm trying to that do could here? be dangerous um why would an average person look? We live in a country where win, lose, or draw. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. And we have a we have a system where the first person to two seventy is the winner. You right. know, you're the you're the you're the high the high the high roller. That's you know, right. you're the president. Um, what is their fear with Donald Trump? What are they overly concerned about? Bush won. This didn't happen. You know, and there was all sorts of hatred for for Bush. What what what's the deal? Sure. Uh, a lot of them talked about, you know, allegations of racism, uh, sexual harassment and assault, all the things that we heard 
during the campaign these people were were still talking about. Now, I love the Trumpster. You know this. Yes. I'm a huge, yes. huge fan because I see a lot of myself in the Trumpster. <laughs> the, the good things. The good yes, things. Not some course. of the bad things, but a lot of my a lot of my joy. You are a traditional Republican in mm-hmm. the sense of, you know, you're involved as an elected official. You're, you know, that that traditional Republican of pro-tax cut, limited government. Just right, the things we right. think of as a, as a Republican. Trump's a different breed. Are mm-hmm. you surprised he ended up being not the president, but the Republican nominee for president? You know, I I was a little surprised. You know, given everything that I've ever learned about politics, he shouldn't have won the primary, right? He shouldn't have won the general election, but he proved us wrong. Um, So that was very interesting to watch that unfold. Um, And, you know, he and I have a little different styles. Yes. Um, But, you know, overall, I I like and respect Donald Trump, and I'm very hopeful that he'll be a great president. Now, one of the things that the governor, still the governor, right, right now, uh, brings to the table is that he's very dignified. He is. You are a future governor in training, I have oh, no doubt. Goodness. So you you love the you love the governor, right? You that's a, you're sort of see that that's the way a politician should behave, right? I think he's a, a very good presence and it's comforting to me to have him with his experience in government. You know, Donald Trump is is coming into almost like a bull in a china shop to yes. change things up, but it's good to have that institutional knowledge, that experience running a government as an executive, and then to have his congressional experience is just invaluable to Donald Trump. And I will say this as someone on a much, much, much smaller level, served in elected office. I was Trump before Trump was cool, yes. and I wish that there had been a Mike Pence-type guy to come along and say, Rob, you have a lot of great ideas, and I know you're about change and making things better, but maybe here's we need a rain. Maybe we need to be a 93 on the hundred scale versus 107. Is that, that right? Pence sort of brings that to the table. I right? think that's he's he's sort of a tempering force there um, for Trump, and he can communicate Trump's message in a way that that Trump can't seem to. Uh, and I think that's an important part, really a part of why he won. You know, Mike Pence had that message of Republicans come home, and I think that really resonated with a with a lot of people. Because I got to admit, you know, I was cheering for the Newtster. You know, right. I was a big Newt guy because yes. I wanted the Clintons totally burned to the ground. <laughs> and I felt Newt was the best guy. But Pence absolutely ended up being the perfect choice because he was so great in the in the debate. I think so. I think they're a, a very good duo. All right. So let's talk about what you learned from this experience because you mm-hmm. get to do something. Let's just take this year out of it because it was a crazy year. But you got to do something that is such an honor and such a privilege and something that people who are involved in politics their whole lives would love to do if, if there are one or two things you learn from this experience what what would they be hmm. you know i think that i just have a lot of hope for the future of the nation you know i don't have doom and gloom for the republic like a lot of people have you know and that i've seen in eighty thousand emails you know we we have a uh, system. We have a process for a reason. It's been there for almost 250 years. Um, We've had a peaceful transition of power for uh, a couple of hundred years, and I just think that everything is going to be good in America. Um, Your parents, they're probably pretty proud of you, right? Yes, I would think so. I I hope so. I mean, and and locally, I mean, you know, because you're so invested in that community. I mean, you're so involved in that county and and the towns and around it i mean you're like a favorite son right well I, i'm not sure about that but you're so modest <laughs> i would be like oh yeah of course i'm the favorite son i'm at the electoral <laughs> college can you believe that well you're the favorite son of hendrix <laughs> county <laughs> i'm we're so, going to use that in a clip at yeah. some point but no i mean seriously it's probably nice to walk down the street and think these people around here thought enough of me and think enough of me to trust me 
you hold their vote. I mean, you are they're essentially voted for you to go do something for them. Yeah. You know, there's three quarters of a million people uh, or thereabouts in a single congressional district. And to be able to represent those people uh, in the Electoral College was just an incredible experience, maybe once in a lifetime. Uh, and to be from Miami County um, as well, which is one of the smaller counties yeah. in the district, um, it makes it even uh, sweeter. Was there anybody you sort of uh, looked up to as a mentor during this process? Because you had 11 or 10 really, really distinguished people around there with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I just love our state treasurer, Kelly Mitchell. She's great. Uh, she is just fantastic. So her being an elector, uh, Ed Simcox, who's the permanent chairman of the state Republican convention and then a former secretary of state himself, you know, he has a, a road named after him and he's still living, right? It's one of my dreams, so Evan, that, road, an alley, but something. So, you know? you know, just some really, plus our outgoing state Republican chairman, Jeff Cardwell, who oversaw you know, a massive amount of Republican victories across the state this year. So it just neat to be um, even a little bit uh, on that same level with those type of people. Now, you are, as we said, you're a very conservative mainstream Republican. Do you think Trump will be able to get along with those people in Congress? Because whether he wants to admit it or not, he needs, you know, he needs those people to get some of his agenda through. He does. You know, I was just at uh, Congresswoman Jackie Walorski's Christmas party yesterday afternoon, and she said that you can just feel the excitement in Washington among congressional Republicans. You know, we have the White House, we have the Senate, and we have the House of Representatives. People are ready to get to work to implement this agenda that we've been talking about for really the entire Obama presidency. And so I think that we're going to see a united front among Republicans in Washington to really change things up, get some things done. Ethan, you're really great. You're going to do so many great things. I'm so glad you got this honor because you totally, totally deserve it. And thank you for taking a few moments to tell us about what it was like to be a member of the Electoral College. Well, thank you, Rob. So appreciate you having me on. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of our conversation today with Ethan Manning, you can check out a podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. All you got to do is search Central Indiana today, and, and the show is yours, totally free. And as always, our uh, show is presented, our podcast, rather, is presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency 
or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.